This Wednesday evening, the two top stories on the BBC's news site were Israel kills Hamas military chief and UN admits it failed Sri Lankans. These two reports may seem entirely unconnected, but together they demonstrate the fulfilment of God's word and signal that Christ will indeed establish his rule upon the earth. Hello, this is Nick Barnes with the Bible in the News. In early 2009, the Sri Lankan civil war came to its bloody climax. It was a humanitarian catastrophe, with around 40,000 dying in those final months of the conflict, mostly Tamil civilians. The government forces were determined to crush the Tamil rebellion, and after designating safe zones for civilians to escape the fighting, they went on to heavily shell those very areas. The UN did nothing, and its report on this subject admits UN agencies, including the Security Council and Human Rights Council, had failed at every level to meet their responsibilities in the last months of the civil war in Sri Lanka. In particular, it highlighted the organisation's reluctance to publish casualty figures and its decision to withdraw staff from the war zone as well as its failure to report evidence of widespread government shelling. This indifference to the plight of Tamil civilians on the part of the United Nations, replicated in the media, in the Red Cross and in the international community in general, was not due to a lack of knowledge at the time. This information was widely available. It was due to their fixation with the perceived faults of one nation. For on the 27th of December 2008, after suffering a six-week barrage of some 800 projectiles, Israel's government decided that it had no option but to launch cast lead, an operation which destroyed weapons and reduced the terrorist capability of Hamas and so restored quiet to Israel's south, at least for a time. But inevitably in wars and especially where military targets are deliberately sighted in high-density population centres, people are killed. And consequently, in addition to 800 militants, around 400 civilians lost their lives. However, even when cast lead was over, Sri Lanka continued to be ignored. Its weekly civilian death toll was four times that of the entire cast lead operation. And this massacre continued week in and week out for another four months after quiet return to Israel. And even when the Sri Lankan government's victory was complete, some 300,000 Tamil civilians were rounded up and detained in so-called welfare villages. The conditions of these camps were so insanitary that months after hostilities had ended, Around 1,400 internees were still dying each week, yet the world remained indifferent. For the Western media and the United Nations were still obsessed with Gaza and the ongoing Goldstone report, which alleged that Israel had possibly committed crimes against humanity. Needless to say, there is no Goldstone report for Sri Lanka, 
nor is their government similarly charged with crimes against humanity and genocide. Of course, the Bible does not present Israel as a righteous nation through its history. There are a few high points, but generally Israel is presented as a people who want to imitate the nations around them. In 1 Samuel 8 verse 19 we read, The people refused to obey the voice of Samuel, and they said, Nay, but we will have a king over us, that we also may be like all the nations. And the modern state of Israel is no different. It has chosen to emulate the liberal Western democracies. It craves acceptance amongst the nations. But God said in Jeremiah 12 verse 9, Mine heritage is unto me as a speckled bird. The birds round about are against her. And in Deuteronomy 28 verse 37, Thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb and a byword among all nations. And in Ezekiel 35 verse 5, that they would suffer a perpetual hatred. And all down the centuries the Jew has been hated. He has been persecuted and has been a reproach and a proverb, a taunt and a curse. And while today political correctness disguises that loathing, there is no rational explanation for the nation's bizarre obsession with Israel, except that God said that it would be so. Israel behaves much as any other liberal Western-style democracy would behave in similar circumstances, and yet the nations are determined to censure her at every turn. And so we find that in recent years, a huge proportion of United Nations business concerns Israel. Over three quarters of United Nations General Assembly country-specific resolutions relate to Israel. And 100% of United Nations Human Rights Council resolutions relate to Israel. And when it comes to refugees, the United Nations has two bodies, one for Palestinians, called UNRWA, and the other for the rest of the world, called the UNHCR. And while the budget for UNRWA is smaller than the budget for the UNHCR, it is in the same order of magnitude. And on Wednesday night, the United Nations Security Council held an emergency meeting to discuss Israeli strikes against the Gaza Strip. In contrast, according to the United Nations' own report, the UN did not hold a single formal meeting on the Sri Lankan conflict in its final months in the Security Council, Human Rights Council or General Assembly. And likewise, it's interesting to note that since 1981, every single emergency special session of the United Nations General Assembly has been about Israel and the Palestinians. No other humanitarian emergency has warranted an emergency special session in the last 31 years. The ethnic cleansing in Bosnia and genocide in Rwanda and Darfur, not to mention the civil war in Sri Lanka, were not serious enough to justify emergency special sessions. But of course, a local planning decision in Jerusalem was sufficient. 
And the reality is that conflicts are occurring all over the world right now. And for intensity, Israel doesn't even make the top ten. The ongoing Syrian crisis has claimed more lives in the last two years than the entire Arab-Israeli conflict since 1948, including all of the wars and all of the terrorism. And while Israel's Operation Pillar of Defence is top news again today, the crescendo of rocket attacks over the last three weeks, which led inevitably to this situation, together with Saturday's anti-tank missile attack, received scant attention at the time. This anti-Israel bias, this persecution of this tiny war-torn country surrounded by its enemies, is just a continuation of the anti-Semitism of millennia, and it is a perpetual hatred that will ultimately bring the nations in war against Israel. In Zechariah 12, verse 3, we read, I make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. And in Zechariah 14, verse 2 and 3, we read, I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. And as Operation Pillar of Defence proceeds, and no doubt Israel are vilified at every turn, we can be sure that the day of Christ's appearing with his saints to avenge his people is nearing. Join us again next week, God willing, for The Bible in the News. (laughs) 